1969, Hanna-Barbera set out to create the Saturday morning cartoon that would appease parents who were tired of their children watching nothing but violent superhero cartoons. The result was Scooby-Doo Where Are You, a television show which only ran for two seasons over the course of one year, but would launch an enormous franchise which included spin-off shows, direct-to-VHS movies, and a theatrical release live-action film. The first full-length Scooby-Doo film was released in 1998. The movie was largely well-received, and has been credited by many as the film that resurrected Scooby-Doo as an intellectual property. This week, we watched our first direct-to-VHS movie, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, and we're talking about it right now on a very spooky episode of Purely Nostalgia. <laughs> Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were because we were stupid, dumb idiots. Um, my name is Eli Shapsmith, and unfortunately, it's actually just me today and forever and ever on the end because I used to have a co-host named Clint. He wasn't in the last episode because he was on his honeymoon, and unfortunately, because he did have his honeymoon during spooky season, he was killed buy a bunch of spooky skeletons um on his honeymoon it's very unfortunate and sad but that's kind of what happens when you decide to have your honeymoon during spooky season the skeletons were super cool looking they had like swords and stuff like the ones in spike it's too um but they did kill and eat him so i'm gonna have to figure out how to change the podcast art to just say purely nostalgia with just eli because clint made it okay Hold on, someone's at the door. Creek. Hey, it's me. No way. Wait, who is the? Is this Clint? Yeah, it's me. The good. I'm back from hell. I'm here, <laughs> here to record the podcast. Wait, are you a ghost? I'm more of, more of like an entity. Oh, I was. You gonna, know? I was gonna say if you were a ghost, you could have just walked through the door instead of knocking. No, I did I did have to manifest in like some sort of physical form to where I would have matter. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm less of a human and more akin to like a, a cardboard box. <laughs> like a like a cardboard cutout of Clint. Essentially. Soulless but, but also kind of frightening. But you can move? Yes. Cool. Let me can I touch you? D- Oh man, yeah, you're, Never def- asked you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely just cardboard. Yeah, that's so 100%. weird. Wow. Um, well, I'm glad you're back. Welcome to our podcast recording house. Um, glad glad to be back. Let me tell you, marriage, it's a good thing. It's even a good if thing. It kills you. Even, uh, even if it kills if, you. Even if it kills you. Well, it wasn't your marriage that killed you. It was the spooky skeletons with swords. Correct, and the fact that I was in Florida. Right. Let me tell you, I I thought. For a moment, that in all sincerity, 
that we were going to have to evacuate Florida. Oh, yeah. There was like hurricanes. There was a hurricane, a very bad hurricane that passed through. Hey, and can I uh just before you go on, can I just tell you right now? I as as good of friends as we are during the hurricanes and seeing all that on the news, I never once thought about your safety (laughs) (laughs) until this very moment. I appreciate it. Um, (laughs) We we didn't have to like go through a drill or anything, but the the weather was very bad Um, for the first two days. We were just kind of held up in the room for a while uh, just because the wind was howling. It was raining and uh, things were getting thrown around. Uh, We had two porches on our suite and uh, there was a table that had a glass top on it and one time are you just gonna brag about what was in your room yeah and it also had a shower tv (laughs) and the floor and a lizard whoa but um one time the wind blew so hard that it blew the glass table over and it broke and i never told anyone about it so (laughs) you just left it shattered in the floor i just kind of like piled it up (laughs) But I got my security deposit back, so I mean. Well, from what I hear, there was one thing on your honeymoon that was um, really the only important important thing that you did on your honeymoon, and I'm not talking. No, well, about we take we technically did it twice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about fighting the spooky skeletons that you fought that killed mm-hmm. you. I'm talking about seeing the movie <laughs> that is sweeping the nation right now, the one that most people are saying is gonna win Best Picture. The one that most people would go see on their honeymoon. Right. Um, of course, we're talking about the movie Venom with Tom Hardy. <laughs> this is this is fact, not fiction. Clint had the opportunity to see the movie A Star is Born on his honeymoon, and he chose to instead see Venom. Chandler wanted to go see it, too, so I'm... It's fine. That's great. I love that, but... There was full consent between the two of us to go... To make a point to go see Venom <laughs> instead, and we even told the people at the cash re- cash register because we were in like I'm not gonna say what part of Florida. Well, it doesn't matter. We were in Ham or Palm Coast, Florida, and um, it during this time of year, it's just where kind of some older you know snowbirds go and chill out. So we were definitely the youngest people there in the resort, and the movie theater was on the resort, and um, the girl working the the ticketing counter was like oh what are y'all doing here you know normally people y'all's age don't come around here and uh we're like oh we're on our honeymoon and she's like really <laughs> <laughs> like yes we're seeing venom Do you on know our what honeymoon movie this is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I- do we want to spend the rest of the episode just talking about what we thought of venom because i did see it too um, um I mean, we can take part of it if you like. I don't want to talk about it very much, but I'll just say Tom Hardy's real good in it, and I had a good time watching it. Even if the movie around Tom Hardy is not good, it's still fun. I yeah, it. the the movie, the substance of the movie sucked pretty hard, but mm-hmm. uh, it was enjoyable to my eyes. Well, I don't know if it was enjoyable well, to my <laughs> eyes because there's a bunch of CGI fight scenes that are just like kind of goop flying all over the place, which yeah, I'm you, all about some movie goop, but <laughs> have you ever been watching something and then like your brain kicks back into action and you have to like backtrack and trying to remember what you just watched? Yeah. There were a couple of moments in Venom where that happened with my brain and I could not for the life of me think of what I just saw. Yeah, I don't really remember much of the movie. I do. I liked the banter between 
Eddie Brock and Venom. I thought oh, that was yeah. entertaining. They're, I mean, they're Hollywood's hottest couple, other than Jackson Maine and Allie from A Star Is Actually, probably more than them. Well, that's what Chandler and I are going as for Halloween. That would actually be so great, and I hope or you're not kidding. Eddie Brock and Venom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eddie Bro- well, Eddie Brock in pre-Venom symbiote. So. Oh, <laughs> Just, you're just gonna dump tar all over yourself. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going, or she's going as Eddie Brock, and I'm just taping a bunch of trash bags on me. <laughs> so she's gonna wear like a leather jacket and stuff. And but did you notice, like, even when he was sleeping, he wore bracelets. <laughs> Is that not the lifestyle that you live? No, I don't live the Johnny Depp lifestyle. I did have kind of a quarter life crisis recently. Because what happened was I, <laughs> I was just sitting, how many belts do you wear? I think I was just sitting in my office at work and I looked down at my wrist and was like, "Man, I need to start wearing bracelets." <laughs> I really had this thought, and I was like, "Wait, no, oh, that's man, not a I need to start. Thought. I need to start wearing these leather bands around my <laughs> wrist, <laughs> looking pretty barren." Maybe it did come from Tom Hardy in the movie Venom. That was their whole. I mean, the whole. Um, that whole movie was sponsored by Affliction wristbands. <laughs> it's pretty edgy, that movie. Yeah, well, I'm going as Venom for Halloween. What are you going as? Um, I don't know if you're doing a bit or not, but I'm 100% not doing a bit when I tell you that I'm going as Jackson Maine from, from the movie A Star is Born. And that um, is Lady Gaga's character, correct? No, that's actually director what? Bradley Cooper's character. Um, so you're going as... Bradley Cooper in his director persona, Jackson Maine. Yes, I'm going to carry it around a little um, director's chair and like a megaphone like a cartoon movie director has, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to be Jackson Maine. I got a wig. Um, I got some dog tags. I I figured it doesn't matter what the dog tags actually say on them. So You I asked me what they should say. I did. Go ahead and tell them what you recommended. I said poop and poop and butt <laughs> that's really funny no that's that was really random of you to say but no that's not what you actually told me what did i tell you actually i think remember. it i think you said that one because there's two of them one should say hey and then the other one said just want to get another <laughs> look, at <laughs> you. look at you that's really good but unfortunately i had already ordered them um when you said you that. ordered these oh yeah i got them what? already um i'll post a what? picture of them on twitter remind me what do they say they say if you're kind and polite, the world will be right. It's from the movie Paddington. Oh my word! <laughs> uh, was th- he a was he a vet not pat was he a veteran not Paddington but was uh, Jackson Maine a veteran? Uh, not that we know of. In fact, no, definitely not. Okay, I just had a okay Paddington as a veteran. Uh, that's Paddington Three, baby. He okay. He uh, he knows all the secrets. The government secrets. Uh huh. And then he's kidnapped by who's an enemy of England? Um, probably America. <laughs> America. He's kidnapped by America. Mm-hmm. And uh, he man, he's out for blood. I didn't, ha- 3, I, baby. I didn't have anything to yes and because I just got think I just I just started thinking about Paddington too. I was like, what a movie! I wish I was <laughs> watching that right now. Have it's you seen still it? Like your, no, I haven't. It's still like your top movie of the year, isn't it? No, it's like my number four, I think. But What's your um, top one? Um, Number one, one, eighth grade. Eighth grade, sorry. Oh, okay, yes, I agree. Um, Yeah, eighth grade is my favorite so far. Love that movie. Um, Hold on. Do, do you think I need to work on my Jackson Maine impression? <laughs> 
Let me look at the show notes here. Yes, you do need to work on your <laughs> Jackson Maine impression. I don't really say something that um, Lady Gaga would say in that movie, even though you haven't seen it. Oh, okay. What? So, give me a little background on her character. Well, she is a woman who has a got dream it, got of it, being. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> she has a dream of being a big, big time singer, and uh, her dad is has cool has a cool accent. And uh, <laughs> is, wait, is her dad the characters uh, around her? Is her dad Sam Elliott? No, that's uh, Jackson Maine's brother. What brother? Yeah, have you not noticed that his he's like made his voice after Sam Elliott? Wait, like, that's clearly what he's going for. Sam Elliott is so much older. Well, he's his older brother in the movie, and they talk about that, but he's not like by crazy like forty older. years. It's not forty years. It's probably. 30. <laughs> I don't know. It works. It works really well. They're actually very good movie brothers. Anyway. I thought it was his dad. <laughs> tell me something that Lady Gaga would tell Bradley Cooper. Because I'm not going to do like one of the canned lines that everybody's memeing. I'm going to oh, make okay. up the original content. This is a deleted scene from the movie. Here we go. Okay. Once I get out of this limousine, don't say another word to me. <laughs> Hey. What? A. B. I just want to get another look at you. Now keep going with the scene. Take a picture, it'll last longer. And scene. I wanted to do an original scene. I guess it was a deleted scene. It was the lead up to that that we didn't get to see in the movie. That, that was what the writers originally had. And they said, we can never show this to anyone. <laughs> he just disobeyed her one request and do not speak to me after I leave this limousine. <laughs> He's so silly. So random and silly. Clint, what huh. movie are we actually talking about today? Boy, oh boy, I honestly think this is the one of the only movies that I've been like really, really excited to rewatch. Really? That I haven't seen, yeah, that I haven't seen in a while. Okay. Uh, we're talking about the classic animated film on television, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Are you serious? Dude, I watched The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you okay? Well, let's just cut it, and I'll go watch the real movie real quick. Do it, really, I definitely, do it really fast. I definitely watched. Yeah, I'll be back in like two hours. Okay. Yeah, you you did say um, that we're watching something spooky, so you're not wrong. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. Wow. Okay, I watched the correct movie now, and uh, what a riot. <laughs> That was also a character in Venom. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's also a Paramore album, which yeah. I feel like oh you could. Oh my god! You could name any Paramore album after <laughs> any Venom character. <laughs> after any symbiote. Or yeah. really quick, let me look up Paramore albums. Um, I can help you. After laughter. Yeah. Um, that's actually the only other one I remember right now. Yeah, this definitely holds. Um, Riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paramore. Yeah. Twilight. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's great. Okay. Singers Club. That's not an album. I would know that. Um, 
The Dark Ages. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah, that's really it. They've only had four albums. Well, The Dark Ages? I don't remember that one at all. I don't know. I just was making stuff up. Oh, that's funny. You're really funny at random. Thank you. We are talking about Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island today. Yes. Yes, Dad. I guess we should go ahead and just talk about why we're talking about this one and what our experience with this one as a child was, because I watched yeah, this well, one as a young when boy. We you were trying to, when we were trying to figure out um, what we were going to do for like the spooky season, mm-hmm. uh, I think we had a few things in mind. I know like Hocus Pocus came to mind for me. Uh, right off the bat, I said, I have an idea. Let's watch Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. And you just responded, yes, period. (laughs) But my experience with it as a kid was this movie, as a kid, it was like, it was familiarity mixed with um, sheer terror. Um, Because it had the familiarity of Scooby-Doo, but at the same time, uh, it felt like this was too scary for me to actually watch. Uh, Yeah, I don't really... I remember being scared by one specific scene in the movie, and it's I think it's the first time the zombies actually like manifest themselves when they're in that pit, you know, that Scooby and Shaggy fall into. Oh, when the, the pirate comes out? Yeah, that I, I had a very strong memory of being just absolutely spookified by that scene, and um, this was one of the movies that was in my grandma's VHS collection. <laughs> no way. Uh, I think I didn't include this one when we were talking about rock-a-doodle but Mm -hmm. this was definitely one of them i remember watching this at her house as a child a lot i didn't own it at my house just this one just at her house. so um i liked it as a kid i don't think i was super attached to it um i i definitely had some dvds of old scooby-doo episodes that i would watch at home i liked Mm -hmm. scooby-doo pretty well you know he's a dog he's pretty silly he's a good guy he's a good guy he's a methodist are you are you ready to tell me what you thought about this? Because I think we might have some pretty strongly differing opinions. Oh, okay. Um, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Okay. Um, on the count, do we want to say um, like between one and ten? Yeah, yeah. Let's it? do that. So it's one, two, three. Number. I've already okay. got my number because I gave this a review on Letterbox and. Oh, but I don't have that, so I didn't read it. Okay. So are you ready? Yep. One, two, three. Three. Eight. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I would like for you to talk about it first because I don't want to just... I actually am very open to you changing my opinion about this movie. I just okay. didn't have a great experience with it. But I would like for you to say why you gave it an eight before I even say any more words. So I like whenever things um, for... This is going to sound really weird. Things for, ch- things for children... Um, have like mature themes to them mm-hmm. and this movie did not pull any punches when it came to wanting to come across as scary uh, wanting to come across as freaky uh, and also still kind of maintained the um, uh, innocence of Scooby-Doo now I can understand some people getting upset with it because this is one of the first Scooby-Doo movies or even episodes um, that kind of pulled away from the formula of the monsters not being real. Mm -hmm. Uh, The monsters were real in this one. But I did like that because 
the theme to the theme that I took away, which maybe I'm reading into it too much, is that maybe sometimes in real life the monsters really are real, and it's how we deal with them. Hmm. So interesting. Okay. So yes, you did hit the nail on the head of what I really did not like about this movie. <laughs> um, it was mainly the fact that the monsters were real, and here's here's the thing: is I was I really. As much as I could remember basically every scene from this movie, I somehow could not remember if they were real. Um, in, yeah. In my brain, I just couldn't remember how it actually ended. And so, and actually, that thought never really crossed my mind. So, like, as I was watching the movie the whole time, I just kept thinking, like, this is so crazy. I cannot wait to see how they prove that this was all fake. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Every scene, it's like there's a ghost that appears. I'm like, oh, sweet hologram. And then, like, just... You're such a Velma. <laughs> I am a Velma. And I was like, oh, man, some cool cat prosthetic makeup that these ladies have on. Man, this is going to be so sick when they go back and explain why all this was fake. And then the movie just ends, and they're like, <laughs> sometimes monsters are real. And I was like, I don't think you guys get what Scooby-Doo is. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole thing is that... The monsters are pretend every time. And, like, the whole joke is, like, these people are so stupid that every time they're like, mm, maybe this time it's real. And then <laughs> it never actually is. And this time, like, Daphne throughout it is saying, like, oh, you guys, maybe the monsters are real this time. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Daphne. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> Daphne's right. And I was just floored that this, this is was why how the you movie ended. Yes. That's why you're upset is because Daphne was right. No. I was, yes. I was upset because I was really excited to see like and and here's the other thing. It's not like there's nothing about it that really entertained me throughout. The thing that got me through was the excitement of seeing how they were going to prove it was fake. I didn't really? think it was especially funny. I didn't think the animation stood out as being that great. It wasn't really I mean it wasn't scary to me as an adult. Maybe it would have been as a kid. I don't know. There was just really nothing for me until the end, which was just kind of a punch in the gut of like, oh, everything you were looking forward to was nothing. <laughs> well, you know, in all fairness, this movie never told you how you should feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean by that? Well, it gave you two options. You could either be a Daphne or you could be a Velma, mm -hmm. and you chose wrong. So I chose wrong, yeah. Well... I guess so, but I mean, I ch I chose to think that this movie would be a movie that makes sense to exist in the Scooby-Doo universe, and the final I, product is just, it doesn't make sense. It's It feels like a travesty to me. I don't understand. Well, this movie isn't the only movie where the bad guys were bad and evil and monsters the whole time. Right, like, but it is the first one. It's one of three, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. But it's it's the first one that was like that. Yes, and correct. I just don't like that it set that precedent. Because even the, the live-action Scooby-Doo movie um, from like the early 2000s, which shares a lot of similarities to this movie like plot-wise. You know, it starts out with all of them kind of split up, and then they're like, oh, let's go on a trip to an island together, and then the spooky stuff happens. Well, that but, one that one did have a supernatural element where some of those monsters were real. It did, but here's the thing: is it still had the really fun reveal of like, oh, Scrappy Doo was the man behind the mask pulling the strings the whole time, and that was 
that was what made that okay to me. Was it yeah. still like felt like a Scooby Doo story sort of, but this one was like nope, nope. It's just monsters are real now. They used to not see, be, but now they is. See, I I liked it because I don't know. I got kind of hung up in the predictability of Scooby Doo of it being like okay. I kind of wish. Because I like spooky stuff. I like creepy stuff. I like freaky stuff. My birthday is in four days. I'm an October baby. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I love Halloween. I love it I so much. I have a present for you. Yes, you're not going to send me a box of uh, of ladybugs? No. Um, I thought you were going to say Cheerios for some <laughs> reason. No, but uh, I, I do like whenever... I do like kind of freaky, ghoulish ghost stuff. I like it. It's entertaining to me. Wow, you're um, so cool and edgy. I'm pretty edgy. I like venom, mm-hmm. um, but I I I was I, I felt some like gratification from the fact that it's like oh okay they there is they're real there's real stuff out there, so I don't that that kind of fed some kind of strange I guess sadistic gratification for me. I get that, and like I would have been okay if it was like it turns out to be a guy behind a mask, and then like the post credit scene it's like. Oh, a, a spooky monster walking through a door, and it's like, oh, maybe monsters are real. Like that's fine, but like the fact that the movie, it felt like it was building up to them solving a mystery, and they sort of solve a mystery, but the mystery is that it's actually voodoo queens instead of zombies. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I like, would have been. No. I, do you think you would have enjoyed it more if it was just zombies and no cat demons? Probably no, I don't know. But but the the ladies were using voodoo magic to raise the zombies. But there was no cat demons. The cat demons were not the problem to me. It was that okay. they were magical cat demons and not human beings. Yeah, well, I mean, demons are real. You know, you're a Christian. To acknowledge God is to acknowledge demons. <laughs> well, uh, it okay, fair enough. You're right. <laughs> this is, the movie's great. <laughs> um, no, I, it's it's. Ah, I don't want to hate this movie as much as I did upon this watch, and I would like for as we go through this in more detail, for you to explain to me the things you like about it, and maybe I'll come around on it and not absolutely as much. But absolutely. before we do that, I think we should take a break. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. So. Halloween does for me mark the end of spooky season. Uh, it also it also kind of marks the halfway point of fall, in my opinion. And as fall is starting to kind of wane at this point, we're starting to enter winter. And when I hear winter, I think of one thing, and that one thing is Hallmark movies. Do you think of Hallmark movies? Uh, yes. And the birth of Jesus Christ, but and the birth of Jesus Christ, but mainly Hallmark. But mainly movies. Hallmark movies. Some of those Hallmark movies acknowledge it. The Some brave of them ones do. The brave ones do. The br- only the brave ones. Uh, but Hallmark movies are amazing. They are created and designed to sell things, but they also are terrible and very predictable. And the same thing happens in all of them. But they're also amazing. And bold stance. Bold stance. Uh, I mean, do you agree? Do you disagree? No, I agree. Just saying, bold stance. <laughs> I'm I'm bold in the fact that I'm in the majority, probably. Right. But um, I remember specifically where I was when Elisha and I uh, were decided two years ago that we wanted 
to someday audition and be in Hallmark movies. Where was that? <laughs> oh, that was at Rock City. Oh, okay. Uh, we were we were we were texting each other about it. We were at Rock City two years ago, and then uh, a year after that, I proposed to my now wife at that same place. But wow. um, yeah, amazing. It all but, comes together, um, huh? Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Really. Now this is when I get a divorce. Is when this episode comes out. One year from um, today. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the one will never release. But uh, yeah, I think now, I think. I think we have now that we're at peak listener. Mm-hmm. I think I think now's our chance to do what to record our auditions for a Hallmark movie. Oh snap! Okay, I'm in. Okay, when you so, have a podcast, you have privileges where you can just make that part of your podcast. I agree. I agree for big movies. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna set up the scenario for you, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I want you to talk with me as if you're one of the characters all right okay so so what you're saying is acting yes i would (laughs) like for us to act were you like scared to say the word like we're gonna (laughs) do a scene (laughs) you told me that as if i was a caveman or something i i told you as if you're a child okay um okay so which character in every hallmark movie are you gonna be i want to be the the complicated stepson who doesn't like want anyone to try and replace his deceased mom? Okay, and I'm gonna be the magical grandmother. The magical grandmother, oh, the one that like winks at the camera and makes everyone's wishes come true. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, what's the scene? Okay, interior. We are in the kitchen. The gingerbread baking championship is tomorrow, and we're all out of uh, what goes in gingerbreads? Hot salt. Sauce. Hot sauce, <laughs> and we're all out of hot sauce. Okay, but um, but but this needs to get done, or else uh, your dad goes back to prison. <laughs> that way, there's so many plot lines of this movie now that I feel like do our characters still work? <laughs> uh we'll find out. Okay, let's give it a shot. I guess. Ready? Interior, uh, your bedroom. Okay. Wait, why are we doing this in my bedroom? I thought yeah, we were I... cooking gingerbread. No, we'll get there. Okay. I'm kind of busy right now. Squeak. I'm not really in the mood, Grandma. You know, those gingerbread men aren't going to bake themselves. (sighs) I'm not a little kid anymore. I'm 16 years old. I don't want to bake gingerbread cookies. You know, sits down on bed. You know, Jackson... Your mother said the same thing when she was your age. Don't talk about mom. You know, I never, I've been hiding this from you. It's this picture of your mother. She, at 16 years old, she's wearing the same necklace that you're wearing. (laughs) My, my guitar pick necklace that says punk rock on it? The very one. She wow. caught it. She caught it at an Eddie Van Halen concert. This was Eddie Van Halen's necklace. Have you ever tried to use it on an actual guitar? No. Dad always said that we couldn't afford to have a guitar because Mom's high-paying job was where we got all our money, and he couldn't support me as a janitor, so we couldn't afford to get me a guitar. Well, slaps knee. 
Did she say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because grandma speaks in onomatopoeias. <laughs> it might be it might not be Christmas yet, but I figured I could go ahead and get it for you. And and then the grandmother reaches underneath his bed with her shaky old lady hands and pulls out a box approximately three feet in length. No way. Grandma Go ahead. Open it. <laughs> I can't believe this. That's Eddie Van Halen's guitar. <laughs> it's a it's a dual well welded Stratocaster 9000. The very one he played when he gave your grandmother or gave your mother that guitar pick. Should I It try? has a me- it has a message written on the back. Turns Should I read over. it to you? Yeah, I guess so. To my son. (laughs) Thanks, Grandma. You're welcome. And they (laughs) hug. Now get to playing. Those cookies aren't going to bake themselves. And he's like magically good. It's like like Mike. (laughs) And then the grandmother walks out and kind of does that thing where she dusts her hands off. And there's a and there's like a cookie baking montage set to the music of me playing the guitar. But it's like Christmas music. It's yeah. all I want for all I want for Christmas. <laughs> that was really good. And scene. Whew. And scene. Wow. I feel like I laid it out all all on the stage there. So Hallmark, if you hear this, um get ready, because this July we're gonna be on set filming those Christmas movies. Whether you invite us or not. All right, Clint. I would like one of your patent pending ten thousand foot views of this movie. Can you provide me with that? Absolutely. Also, please uh, work on that patent because we really need really to need protect it. that property. All right. So uh, just remember that because I am a ghost, I'm gonna fly up the ten thousand feet, and I'm there. So a uh, ten thousand foot view of this movie hey, is. Oh, what? Yeah. What's the weather like out there? Shut up. Uh, 10,000-foot view of this movie is that the gang is at their gang business. They're busting spooks, they're hating haunts, and they're catching the ghouls. Uh, but they're always real people. Cut to, I think it's, a, how many months? Like six months later? Sometime. Uh, sometime later. Uh, the gang is split up. Daphne has her own uh, TV show, Coast to Coast, with Daphne Blake. Fred is her producer. Wake up. San Francisco. Wake up, San Francisco. Uh, Fred is her sole producer, cameraman, and probably lover. We don't uh, know though. <laughs> we we can ins- not we can assume we can assume. Yeah, and we'll get into that. Go on. Uh, Daff or uh, Velma owns a book business called Mystery Inc. Incorporated, mm-hmm. and uh, Shaggy and Scooby work as TSA inspectors, <laughs> which I find hilarious. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I like that. Uh, Daphne decides for a segment of her TV show that she's going to do a segment called Hauntings Across America, and uh, she really wishes the gang could get back together, so Fred surprises her on the birthday by, get, uh, by getting the gang back together, and they go to Norland's Louisiana to find the, uh, the best haints and the best haunts and some good old Cajun food and some beignets. Mm. Uh, some beignets. Some bagnets. Some bagnets. How do you spell a beignet? Uh, it has a G in it. I don't know. Yeah. 
But uh, basically, they go on this old plantation uh, filled with peppers, peppers and uh, peppers and zombies. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lady. Her name's Mrs. Lenoir, and uh, she's got some mysteries and a lot of cats. And basically, uh, skip ahead, skip ahead, skip ahead. Uh, there's zombies now, uh, zombie pirates, zombie tourists. Zombies are the good guys. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Lenoir and her assistant are actually cat devils, and they've eaten people and taken their life forces, and uh, then they die. Yeah, I mean, there's some more meat in the middle section, but we can talk about that as we get to it. I just... Speaking um, that's of the meat. main premise. Okay, yeah. Tell, tell me about of, meat. Speaking of meat, this movie was the first iteration of Scooby-Doo that... I know what uh, you're going to say. Go Casey on. Kasem did not uh, voice Shaggy. Yep. And the reason being is that Casey Kasem was a notorious... Uh, I say notorious like it's a bad thing, <laughs> but he, but he was a, he was uh, a vegetarian. <laughs> he was a vegetarian, uh, and that was his like one um, one thing was that in his mind Shaggy needed to be a vegetarian, uh, which I always found kind of weird because Shaggy ate like Scooby snacks, but he's like not meat. Um, won't won't do that. And in this movie. Um, Shaggy eats uh, gumbo, which has shrimp in it, and he ate crawfish, and Casey Kasem was like, well, I'm not going to be Shaggy. And so they got somebody else who sounded kind of like Shaggy. Uh, he, he does a good job. It's Billy West who was from uh, Futurama. That's who. That's like his most noted role. He's the orange-haired dude, the main guy. Yeah, um, Fry. He's pretty good. What the way I read it was Casey Kasem had become a vegetarian since the old show and like before they even started production on the movie he was like I'm only going to do this if you make Shaggy a vegetarian now because he definitely yeah. eats meat in the old show like he they're pretty into like sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, they make like salami sandwiches right. but but um, I mean like after the fact I don't remember Shaggy like refusing meat. Right. I so I think uh, I think really Casey just didn't want to be in the movie. <laughs> he wanted Probably to have a really so. weird reason for it. Um, that's pretty pretty interesting. So um, yeah, you're right. Um, Fred was the only actor the from only the original, original. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Velma I think sounded the least like her original character. Yeah, but then they just kind of go with that voice from all the movies forward. And yeah. So yeah, that's that kind of becomes the new Velma iconic voice. But she speaking doesn't really of, sound much like the original one. Speaking of voices, did you hear how Fred said treasure? <laughs> no. He go back and listen cuz every time he says treasure. <laughs> <laughs> treasure. Like there's treasure. Tr- there's treasure in this these here hills. Mm. Yeah. Um you could tell that he's the same dude, and it's it's a little off-putting. <laughs> it is, because they look very different, but it's yeah. like the same voices. Yeah. Um, this this was the first iteration of Scooby, uh, Scooby-Doo where Hanna-Barbera was not directly involved either. Is that true? I didn't know that. That is. That is true. Okay. Uh, at, at the top of the movie... You know, in the past, they'd say a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, mm-hmm. and at the top of the movie, they said characters based on Hanna-Barbera. Gotcha. This time, they said, this is a Shonen Jump anime. <laughs> <laughs> Ghibli Studios <laughs> presents. Um, they so, did look more like anime than what they had in the past. Sort of, yeah. 
that what did you think of the animation style overall? Um, I liked it personally. I didn't dislike it. Um, it's it was kinda... far more far more muted than what they had done in the past, but yeah. They kind of did that thing where they just they don't really redesign any of the characters except for some of their outfits, but they just do shading. <laughs> they just jazz them up a little. They just there's shadows in this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The there's some contours. Um, and Shaggy didn't do that weird Bigfoot walk that he, right? He and Scooby do. That's true. He didn't, did he? No. That's a pretty big change. I'm not on board with that. Yeah. Um. I so the the first three minutes of the movie are basically just a Scooby Doo episode in itself. Yeah. And do you know who did the um the theme song that plays over that part of the movie? Paramore. <laughs> no, it's Third Eye Blind. You're not that far. Oh, off. really? Really? <laughs> uh, I really enjoy that song. Um, and and honestly, from the opening of the movie when it opens on that spooky castle, I was like, man, this is gonna be a good time. <laughs> but mm-hmm. then it doesn't really maintain that spooky vibe at all throughout yeah except for a few select moments with the zombies did you like uh terror time again yes that was a pretty good song i liked that it sounds very much like a 90s rock song which kind of works because all of the songs in the original show just sound like 70s rock songs (laughs) yeah so they didn't really try to go with 70s but they tried to capture the the decade that it came out in and it still feels like a piece of culture from that time period yeah, because every Scooby-Doo episode had a moment where they were being chased in, like, a montage and then yeah. a, a popular, like, almost a mocking of what the music would sound like at the time played behind them. Yeah. You you mentioned that Scooby and Shaggy are TSA people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scooby is a drug-sniffing airport Hilarious. Dog, which, like, already the movie kind of feels like a parody at that point. And... Which is that's I don't say that as a bad thing. I almost wish they'd gone more in that direction. But mm-hmm. it's it feels like this movie, like the whole premise of Scooby Doo, doesn't really work unless you're really making fun of how dumb these characters are for continually thinking that monsters are real. When right. They have had no reason up to this point to think that they are. Yeah, because Scooby and Shaggy couldn't catch the bad guys, but they could catch those terrorists. Yeah. And drug smugglers. Yep. That's but in this case, food smugglers. <laughs> um, but I love that they all like really suddenly have hope that this one could be the real, the the real mystery. Yeah, and, like because it's what they love. I feel like that would have been the better arc for this movie for everyone to like really be sold. Like, no, this time it's real, and like mm-hmm. actually, like we get like a five minute flashback montage of all of the special effects that they were using to make the ghosts look real throughout the movie. I just think that would be the better movie. Do you disagree with that? No, I, I agree. Um, I mean, kind of, sort of, because I I liked the movie for certain reasons, but I could also see that being a good iteration of, uh, of, of a good movie. Yeah. Well, and, and it's just it just changes the whole deal from this point forward like all of the scooby-doo movies become about them like fighting real monsters and that's just silly to me because that's not what scooby-doo is yeah if this one was the exception that would be cool yeah this should have been the last scooby-doo thing to ever exist (laughs) yep kind of like the spongebob movie should have been the last spongebob thing to ever exist the first one Speaking of the last thing of Scooby Doo to exist, uh, this one was ac- this movie was actually dedicated 
uh, in the memory of Don Messick, who was the original voice of Scooby-Doo and died right before this movie went to production. Mm-hmm. So this movie was made in his memory. Yeah, and I don't really think they did a great job. TBH. A great job of Scooby or a great job of his memory? Overall, I just don't think this is a very good representation of what Scooby-Doo should be. Mm. Um, and, and there's just no nuance to the fact that the monsters are real. Like, it's just not... It's it's just that simple. Like, oh, monsters are real now. And they don't really explore the the whole theme that you were talking about. Like, I don't know. Can you flesh that out more? <laughs> like, how you interpreted... The meaning of so, that? Okay, so the whole, like, if you... I'm realizing this now, not as I, as I was watching it. They were hinting at, like, the whole beginning of the movie mm-hmm. uh, that these monsters were going to be real. Like, that whole uh, talk with uh, Daphne on that talk show with um, 1990s Ellen, different Ellen DeGeneres morning <laughs> show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was how Daphne was kind of lamenting how the fact that no matter how how many times they found the monster, how many times they thought that this was going to be a real ghoul or a real ghost, it was always just a guy in the mask. And she was kind of lamenting that fact the entire time. And uh, it, I don't know, in, in a way that appeared to me as like a hollow threat because yeah. Fred, um, you know, whenever the zombie first came out and Fred saw him, uh, he's like, oh, it's just a guy in the mask. No big deal. I'm going to tug on his face. Mm -hmm. And that moment for me had, as weird as this might sound, a lot of gravity to it because you could like, the stakes started building higher and higher slowly and slowly as they were like expanding as they were realizing, holy cow, this might not be a real person until Fred pulls his head off and they're like, oh, this is actually a zombie. This is something other than a man in the mask. And so the fact that it, it was like a weird moment of validation uh, for what they believed for them and also a moment of like, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to flesh this out, but like, okay, sometimes the things that you're afraid of, you should actually be afraid of. And it's not actually just some person pretending it's actually something evil and something that you need to avoid. Yeah, and I just don't know how healthy that is. I, I don't think know. It's entirely I, healthy. How I mean, so? It's it. I don't. It's teaching you to live in fear. It's teaching you to live with caution. Okay. Well, I just. I don't know. The whole. The whole thing is like, if you could put, if you put your mind to it, you can figure out the cause of what's going on, and. And, and it's not always as bad as it seems. Like, that's kind of what I get from the original series. And then this movie comes along and tells you, no, that is not true anymore. Well, uh, to, to, uh, to disagree with you a little bit... That's that not allowed on this podcast. <laughs> to, t- to take away from, you know, it didn't take away from the fact that there were still men in a mask. And there were also evil things. It didn't teach you to live your life in fear. It gave them balance. Because at a certain point, Fred and uh, Velma were both skeptical to a degree that it was harmful to where they would walk up to an alligator and say, like, this never happened, but, you know, hypothetically walk up to an alligator and say, alligators aren't real, this is a dog, and then try and stick stick their hand in its mouth and get their arm bitten off. Well, why wasn't that scene in the movie? That would have helped make that point a little bit better. 
a dog where? I, I'm just <laughs> tired of you disagreeing with me. Mark would have never disagreed with me. He should well, have stayed the host of this podcast. Well, Mark is alive and I'm dead, so I'm here to stay. That's true. We do have to have a ghost on for our spooky episode. It's true, true. Um, so but mo- moments that you did like. Yes, I was actually about to say one. Okay. Um, solid joke. Uh, when Shaggy's like, I should dress for dinner. And then he puts on his like classic outfit <laughs> that he is always wearing because some of the other characters they have like different variations on their outfit. Shaggy's Bi- just Bayou always outfits. Wearing. Yeah, yeah. And and <laughs> he goes, "How do I look, boy? Am I gonna turn a few heads or what?" It's like <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, snake bite Scruggs is Mark Hamill. That was Our the Mark thing Hamill, I liked. Yeah. Great performance from Mark Hamill. Oh man, he was a MacGuffin. Are we using that word right? Uh. No. Is Scooby-Doo okay. a MacGuffin? <laughs> if you think about it. If you think about it, Scooby's just a MacGuffin. He's such a MacGuffin. That means silly boy, right? Yeah. Velma's a MacGuffin. No, she's a Dinkley. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was other things that I liked. Uh, the, the look of the zombies. They look pretty spooky without being too grotesque. Yeah. Um... That's about it. <laughs> I I did find it kind of weird though that like whenever the bones were coming out of the, you know, the pirate bones were coming out of the ground and man and uh, getting, quote unquote, life breathed back into them to be zombies. Yeah, it grew flesh back. It like it. Why wasn't why weren't they just skeletons? Yeah, I don't know, man. The logic of this the logic of this movie really just <laughs> falls apart. Yeah, when you start di- when you start digging into it. Yeah. Um, okay, I did also really like the moment when uh, Fred is, you know that thing in movies where they're like enhance and they're, they're, they're looking at an image. <laughs> Fred like, enhances oh, the image. There's but, a ghost here. But he tells you exactly how he does it. So they enhance <laughs> an image and it makes a ghost appear. But Fred goes, uh, let me find it in my notes because I want to get the exact quote right. He goes, um, oh. He goes, I'm going to darken it and bring up the sharpness. You can do that in Instagram. So if you want to find out <laughs> if there's any ghosts, any ghosts? Out, take a selfie and then darken it and bring up the sharpness. And it will be a perfect picture. Mm-hmm. Of a a perfect picture. Um, and even so, in that moment, I was like, oh, cool. They put some kind of weird filter on the photo to make ghosts that make it look like there's a ghost. Like, I don't know. I felt like I was being led to believe the entire movie that this was like the greatest hoax yet, but still it was going to be fake somehow. So you honestly like couldn't remember if it was fake or not. I really couldn't. I was so excited to see how they were going to trick me. Ah, and they didn't. <laughs> you well, you were you were trick tricked me. They did trick. <laughs> they you. very much did, but in a non-satisfying way. You weren't you weren't prepared to see the the outcome. I guess it felt like if um. If it was an Ocean's Eleven type movie, <laughs> and every step of the way the plan just goes wrong, and then everyone ends up in jail, and that's <laughs> the, end of the movie. Yeah, that's what it was. That's like. a pretty. That's a pretty good parallel. Mm-hmm. So the zombies. I thought the zombies were cool. Um, what well, do you do? The whole movie Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. It's billed as like a zombie horror movie, which mm-hmm. moments of tenseness. I guess where uh you know the zombies were about to to attack or about to encroach on them those were they weren't scary but it was like you know kind of tense yeah but um 
it, it, it turns out the zombies aren't actually the bad guys. They're the good guys. Yeah, and I guess that is what's supposed to be the substitute for the big reveal. Like, the bad guy is not who it seems. Um, still didn't do it for me, though. Yeah. So the bad guys are the bad gals. Uh, bad so gals. The it's bad like gals. Suicide uh, Squad or uh, <laughs> that Harley Quinn movie that's coming out. Yeah. What's it called? I think it's Bad Gals. No, it's not. No, I don't remember. Um, but the the bad gals were uh, Miss Lenoir and uh, Lena, Lena Dupree. Mm-hmm. Um, who Fred were, was, thinks she's cute. I disagree with Fred. What? She's pretty cute. Well. So okay, so were he and Daphne a thing? That's the question, isn't it? Because they never really make it that clear. I think they were just like really flirty the whole time. Yeah, which like it was almost kind of unspoken that in in the original Scooby Doo is like, oh yeah, Daphne and Daphne and Fred are a thing, and then in this one they don't really seem like it. They seem more like you know second cousins that kind of wanted to kiss each other. <laughs> I think that they were, as the young people say, talking, but talking. not an item yet. <laughs> mm, and, I see. But they've been talking for like forty years or forty-five, forty-five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, M- Miss Lenoir and uh, Lena were actually um, devil cat women. Mm-hmm. Surprise! And they were immortal, but and they would uh, suck the life force out of people, and that's what made the zombies where they were tourists or settlers or plantation owners or pirates, uh, they sucked the life right out of them, and uh, that's what the zombies were. And the zombies were coming back to warn Shaggy and Scooby, get away from this place, Uh, they're going to kill you. Do you feel like that reveal was earned? No, I don't. Okay, fair, good. We agree on something. If it was, this movie would have been a 10, but it wasn't. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, it's just weird how it suddenly becomes a voodoo movie in the last third of the movie. Yeah, um, that was kind of weird. There's also a weird line where she... So, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy are not affected by voodoo dolls because they didn't make voodoo dolls of them. She says, those two simpletons, we didn't even bother making wax dolls of them. A waste of time and haunted wax. And I was like, that's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not just go ahead and make... A wax doll of them too. Just yeah, just to, to just to knock it out. Mm-hmm. Also, what is haunted wax? Um, is it from a candle that you like pray to Satan with? I was gonna try and come up with something really funny, but oh, I couldn't think of anything. See, um, my thing's actually kind of logical. Yeah, yours is. Haunted wax is um what you get when you know those little uh cheese wheels that are covered mm-hmm. in wax, and you pull. Yeah, those, I see what you're going with here. Yeah. When you take that the wax off of those and then you roll it into a ball and mm-hmm. you throw it at your friend in geometry class and he uh, he screams and gets in trouble and you were the one that threw a little ball of wax at him, that's Haunted yeah. Wax, baby. Okay, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a voodoo movie at the end and that's just, I don't know. I, at that point, when they started like lifting them up with voodoo dolls and stuff and like, um, Fred and Daphne are like flying across the room. I was like, okay, like that's you when lost I started. Me. No, that was when I got scared that maybe the monsters were just gonna be real. And I was <laughs> like, that's. I don't see an explanation for this, and uh-huh. if that's where the movie chooses to go, I don't think I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so 
a little backstory on Lena and Miss Lenoir is that um, they uh, they're settlers originally from like when the 1600s. Sure. Sure, sure. I don't know. I don't. You're the one who liked this movie. You have to prove that to me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But they're settlers, Um, and then they're they're having their harvest, their harvest festival. Mm -hmm. And Miss Lamont's like, and we prayed to our cat god. Um, now I want to point something out here. Uh, Miss Lenoir and Lena both have like French Creole accents, Mm -hmm. and they had them in the flashbacks too. I'm no expert. I'm no expert here. But what part (laughs) of France did they worship cats? Yeah, I think I don't think that I don't think there's an answer. I don't think it's a French thing that they worship cats. Did they just get there and be like, "Well, we're not in France anymore. God's not here. We gotta make something up." (laughs) I think maybe the they didn't want to like base that on a real culture because maybe it would be offensive or something. I don't know. I can't really figure out why they made that decision. It doesn't make a lot of sense for them to. It be was more, it was incredibly shoehorned. It was incredibly, incredibly shoehorned because she's she's like, by the way, we were worshiping our cat god, mm-hmm. and we were just in the audience supposed to be like, that's what it is, cat yeah. god magic, cat god and magic, cat god magic, and then um, don't you hate the, it when cat god magic happens to you? I'm more of a dog god magic person. Oh, I'm because not. dog backwards is god. Boom, baby. You know what cat backwards is? Tack. Cat tack magic. And cat that sounds magic. like a refreshing mint. <laughs> cat tack magic. But um yeah, they uh, the pirates attacked their harvest moon festival and then they killed everyone, drove them into the bayou, and we saw them get eaten by crocodiles. <sighs> Terrifying. Uh, but Lena and Miss Lenoir were the only ones who survived, and so they went back to their temple and prayed for revenge and a curse on the pirates, and then Satan turned them into cat women, <laughs> and then they and then they ate the pirates, mm-hmm. and then they lived forever. Yeah, and it's then great. They, then they ate some Civil War people, mm-hmm. and then they ate some hippies, mm-hmm. and then they ate some more hippies, and mm-hmm. then they were going to eat Shaggy Scooby and the gang. Uh, but but instead, no, no, no. But no, no, no. Literally the longest night in history. Um, <laughs> li- how long was it? They had like ten minutes to do this. Um, but it, what? Do, what do you mean? What part are you referring to? To exactly? absorb the life force while the dial was on the cat, the cat oh, head, which oh, was at right. midnight. Yeah, but it was right. like a ten in a ten minute period, basically, yeah. is how they judged it. <laughs> um. And and then the ten minute the ten minute window passed and they died. They mm-hmm. turned into they turned into dust. Yeah, and they and everybody lives happily ever happily after. Ever after, except for the mystery gang who now their lives have been changed forever because their whole life has been a lie. It has been a point. lie, but also a truth. Well, yeah, because they are they are kind of validated because they always do kind of hold out hope that maybe that maybe it's real this time and this yeah. never was. Um, I don't know. It seems like there's two ways you could look at it. It's like this movie validates them or this movie destroys the entire legacy of Scooby-Doo. And that I don't want to say it that way because that sounds like I'm a purist fanboy. That's not what I want to come across You're a as. Scooby-Doo purist. <laughs> I'm like the people trying to get The Last Jedi remade. Yeah. But no, that's not what I want to do. I just I, I don't think this movie gets Scooby-Doo. I just I, don't I think, think that. I think it 
it gives them hope. I think it validates them heavily because it's like, oh, maybe we should continue this whole ghost hunting business because there are real things out there. And now we've seen them. I guess so. It does give them a reason to like get the gang back together. Right. But also like you can kind of look at it as like they walk into this new town where people are convinced that there's a monster and like their job is to find proof that the monster is not real. And that's always the way I chose to look at it. Yeah, wouldn't that suck when they walk into a town and they're like, y'all are screwed, this thing's real. (laughs) So we went on so many adventures that turned out to be fake, but guess what? Voodoo is real. real. (laughs) And so are zombies. (laughs) But sometimes zombies are good, is the thing. So y'all best be getting out of Louisiana, because this place is haunted. Yeah. Um, Filled with ghosts. Well, I kind of... I don't know. I feel satisfied, but there's kind of something that I still want. Like, I have a little bit of a hole in my life mm. right now. Do you, is, and it, it's should we, should we Should we take an adventure to Mrs. Linlaw's Pepper Farm? Yeah. And get a uh, fiery hot take. Hot Bodoing. takes. From I'm online. So glad. From online. I'm so glad um, that I get to get back and do this. Yeah, you haven't Uh, done this in a while. I've done the last few. Yeah, these are compiled from both IMDb and from Amazon. Amazon, Amazon movies, Mm. and we're just—it's just going to kind of review, you know, the movie itself. On Amazon, it was kind of hard to find reviews because it was mostly like this DVD was scratched. Yeah, some of those are the best ones, though. Yeah, they are. Uh, All right, so this first review comes from Natalie. Natalie, Natalie, big fan of the show. Big thanks, fan of thanks the... for supporting us online, Natalie. She nailed. She got that name. She was in there early to get Natalie. Yeah, just Natalie. Uh, no numbers. No numbers. Just Natalie. Natalie. Cap- capital N Natalie. Mm. But uh, she gives it a one star. Heck yeah, Natalie. And uh, the review title is one star. And uh, <laughs> she the review is short. It says we love Scooby Doo. But this was too realistic and too scary for the little ones. <laughs> it's arguably the least realistic. Not arguably. Nat- to date, Natalie's- this is the least realistic rendition of Scooby-Doo. Natalie's seen some devil cat women, and she does not want to remember it. <laughs> She's like, this is nothing to joke about. Sometimes voodoo cat ladies really do control you and get their lives from zombies. Uh, this next review comes from Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> what is it? Natalie and Heidi? Yeah, we're, we're, man, we're two for two. I don't on know this why one. that's so funny to me, but Heidi's a great name. Yeah, shout out to uh, Heidi. She she gave it a one out of five, nice. and uh, she said, "Not for young children. Alligators eat innocent people." Mm. And uh, in the review, well, I like to think it. that those two sentences are unrelated. <laughs> call, call you call them innocent. I call them pagans. So mm. you tell me if they deserved it or not. I, uh, yeah, I think that she was just saying, "Hey, sometimes alligators eat innocent people. Just be aware. It's nothing to do with this movie. Just be leery. Sometimes this happens." Yes. Uh, the the review says in a flashback sequence. Period. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's it. Well, it says. The the title is not for young kids. Alligators eat innocent people, mm. and then that's that's the title. Then you click on the review, and then the review says in a flashback sequence. Period. Mm. Okay. And it says 
Then it I says follow. the cat the cat people are truly frightening. And I will not let my children. Sorry, it's in all caps. I gotta get into this. And I will not let my children see this one. They were disappointed when we had to stop the DVD. I'm glad I didn't waste my money buying it. I can see it being thrilling for tweens and up, and it's low key horror for all the ages. But it's not the Scooby Doo I remember and wanted my children to enjoy. Here's the thing: is I am a tween and up, and it was <laughs> not thrilling for me. Really? I like the idea that she had to stop it after it was revealed that they were real, which means that there was like two minutes left in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She talks about the cat people, mm-hmm. which comes at like the very end of the movie. So she stopped it and it was like, nope, we can't no see if more. the gang we can't see if the gang gets out of this one. If they die, they deserve it. <laughs> uh, uh. Here's, an, here's another one. Uh, and this one comes from Amazon Customer. Um Wow, amazing. Uh, But they give it a one out of five, and uh, their review title is, There Should Be a Zero Star Option. Oh, snap. And and Amazon customer says, This was the worst. Come on. Real zombies? Yuck. I never would have let my children watch this, but we were at a birthday party, and I couldn't turn it off. This is not for young children. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst birthday party I've ever heard of. Hey kids, hey kids, let's gather around the television and watch Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. I agree with all of these reviews. Um, and this one finally uh, comes as an 8 out of 10. Whoa. From, from Is this from jo- Clint Page? No. Uh, and it comes from Joe Buck 90405 Oh, <laughs> wait, hold on. So he is the 9... 90- 90,405th. Joe Buck. Joe Buck. But Natalie snagged Natalie on the (laughs) first try. She got in there early. She's ground level, baby. But um, his review, the title is all I'm reading, and it just says, very scary for toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Which, what's what's your opinion of a toddler? (laughs) A toddler's like a two-year-old. Yeah, who shows this movie to a (laughs) two-year-old? Uh, I mean, it's not that crazy. I've got a two-year-old niece, and if I showed this to her, she would turn into dust. <laughs> yeah, it's not great for two-year-olds. Can you can you imagine showing this to Callie? Like, can you? <laughs> I I think she'd like it. I think she'd be like, "Oh, this is cool." Can sorry I don't to dox you... sorry to dox your niece, but I mean, I I just don't think she would like. I, th- I don't think she would understand it enough to be scared. I think she'd cry. I think my niece Madeline would cry. Well, that's because she's weak, unlike my niece. <laughs> how 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 many push-ups can your niece do? Oh, man, like six at least, which is like two more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I do five push-ups each night before I go to bed, and I've convinced <laughs> myself that that's going to make me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, like, isolated quote from you I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Where are we in the, the pod? Hot takes you have? That's all the, that's all the hot takes from online. That was hot takes from online. Um, I do I do want to mention that I am surprised that there were not any good sinful moments. Yeah, because no sinful this, moments. Because this movie exposed pure evil. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean... It would just be like spooky zombies. That's all that would be in there. Because there's no profanity. There's no, um, you know, 
inappropriate jokes. There's nothing sexual. It's just right. It's just they're zombies. Well, I would think that they'd be like, there's some slight devil worship here. But so there was nothing in the IMDb nothing, parents literally section. nothing. That's insane. Well, it wouldn't have it, been a very interesting rendition of uh, sinful moments anyway. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Um, should we get into our three questions? Absolutely. Okay. Number one, is this good for kids? Uh, yes. No. All right. I, Why do you I've, think no? Because I don't think it teaches kids good things. I think everything they've learned from Scooby-Doo, that they should use their head in tough situations and figure out how to get to the bottom of it, is thrown into the garbage can in this movie and just tells kids that they should live in fear of things that aren't real. So I take it that I did not sway your opinion in the slightest. I think you did a little bit. I think I like I think I hate it less, but I still very much did not enjoy the movie. Are you at least a little bit higher than a solid 3.0 right now? 3 I I'd go up to a 4 out of 10, yeah. Yes. I'll take that 1 point difference. Yep. Uh question number 2. Is this good for adults? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I think it probably would be more enjoyable for adults than kids, or at least tweens and above. Um, but yeah, I say yes. I mean, the two data points that come from the scientific study of me watching it as a kid and watching it as an adult would prove you very much wrong, because I definitely liked it more as a kid than as an adult. But Well, I, you're an outlier. You're a statistical right. outlier. That's a possibility. So yeah, I'm going to say no. That's not a surprise. I'm not, I don't have to get into why, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, and uh, will this movie stand the purely nostalgia test of time? No. Does it? Did I, it? Oh, did, did it. it. Let's see. Did it. Did it for did you. Did this movie. Did this movie. Yes, absolutely. It stood the test of time. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to say yes. Just kidding. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have a button that does a fart noise. I couldn't reach it. It was like eight inches away. <laughs> no. That, the version you did with your mouth was, like, far more disgusting sounding. <laughs> it was so so realistic. Hey, tell me if this is real or button. Yeah, that was button. Okay, how about this one? <laughs> that was your disgusting body. That was my disgusting body. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so you, you said yes to all of them, right? I said yes to all three, and this you said is, no to all three. This is unprecedented. This so. is crazy. We we disagree so hard about this movie. Yeah, well. Wow. That's kind of how I thought this might go, though. Really? Did you honestly think that I would, like, love it? I thought you would like it a lot more than I did. Hey, do you want to know something absolutely insane? What's that? I keep a running ranking of all the movies we watch for our show. I put this one below the Brave Little Toaster. Shut up. I did. Because no. I felt like the Brave Little Toaster was trying something at least, even if it was failing. And this was just boring and then bad at the end. You have to argue that you, you cannot you cannot tell me that this movie had worse acting than Brave Little Toaster. No, I can't. Worse animation. A, as a whole. Uh, I think the animation was similar quality. Hmm. Well, that hurts my heart. I I mean, I don't think it's like 
way worse than Brave Little Toaster. They're both movies I didn't really enjoy at all. But I would I would be bold enough to put this on my personal ranking as right behind Max Keeble's Big Move. Really? Is really? Max Keeble's Big Move your number one? No, uh, The Incredibles <laughs> is my number one. I was, I was gonna say we have to have some conversations. Okay, <laughs> well that's that's fair, I guess. I don't think anyone is dumb if they love this movie. I just it was not for me. I will say this movie got a 7.9 out of 10, so you are in the minority. I know. I very much am, and I'm acknowledging that. And I might be wrong, and maybe I'll burn in hell for it. But You will. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, should we talk about what's coming up next? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know y'all talked about it um, yeah, you weren't here while, I was, while I was uh, on my honeymoon. You don't which, even know what, what we're doing which, next. Which I forgot to mention this earlier, and I'm oh, sorry no. I'm backtracking a little bit. In our wedding programs... I did convince Chandler to print beside Elisha's name that it did say worst man. So, true. so he has to keep that forever. Beautiful. But but anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, tell us what we're going to be viewing. A three-parter. A three-part series. So hopefully we won't, we won't get sick of these movies by the end of it. It's only three movies. I think we can make it through. We're going to cover the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. Thwip, starting thwip, with thwip. Spider-Man in two weeks. <laughs> What would you laugh at? You're like, the way you built it up was that it was going to be like a long name, starting with (laughs) Spider-Man. It's just called Spider-Man. Yeah, because it was the first. It was the OG. Mm -hmm. Um, The movie that really kind of kicked off like superhero a whole lot of like live action superhero movies, which there there were live action superhero movies before that. They were all Batman. I think they. I think this movie sort of. D- defined what they would be in a lot of ways. It definitely kicked off the Marvel universe for sure. Well, it's not even part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, it it kicked off the Marvel Comics universe. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, the original Sam Raimi. The first Spider-Man was the first movie to do like the comic book flip through. Yeah, it was. But like, I'm just saying, there's no movies that are connected to this universe. Correct, but. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. The printed universe. Um, yeah, this was the first Marvel property. There was no comics before this movie. <laughs> yep. They they started doing they Spider-Man made this comics movie. based on this movie. They made this movie, and then they made all the comics. Clint, can I blow your mind right now? Yes, you may. I'm wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt right now. Can I blow your mind right now? Don't you say it. Don't you say it. I'm going to say it. Say it. Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> no way. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll do a Christmas episode in December probably, but we're not telling you what that is yet. So No, sir, because we haven't decided quite weeks, yet. <laughs> the next six weeks are all about Spider-Man, baby. All about that web boy. These are the first PG-13 movies we've covered for the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's because... Which, what? We, Go ahead. I like to keep these movies you know, uh, season appropriate. And the first Spider-Man did come out around Thanksgiving, so... Oh, wow. So it works. Um, also, as we said in the last episode, Venom just came out, and then as soon <laughs> as we wrap this up, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse it, will be coming out. So, mm-hmm. Which I'm hoping is amazing. I, it looks very good. I'm excited. Uh, I, I was just going to give a shout-out to some of uh, friends of the show podcast, uh, Some Like It Scott. Some Like It Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. Also wanted to give a shout-out to Best Picture. Which um, you I'm sure keep saying their name wrong. Are you doing best this pictures? A bit? Best pictures, <laughs> best pictures, because there's you multiple. Don't even, you are the worst. I'm not even a fan, 
but uh, I am. I love the love the show. Thank you. I'm appreciative of Mark and look the, at him the, backpedaling. And the fact that they you make up eighty percent of our viewership. You're nothing. Stop. You gotta stop saying that. I'm editing that out. <laughs> but um yeah, of course, like them and uh the punnery and also Project SSA friends of the show. Go like and subscribe to them and also like and subscribe to us if you're not listening to this. If you're listening to this and not subscribing, you're hurting us. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. Because apparently that helps. Please. Anything five stars only. If it's if it's anything below five, don't don't write it. Unless it's, it's four, because I think I would take a four. That would be fine. Yeah, I'd take a four, but I, I would not take a three. Oh god, no threes. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna say you should give this the same rating you're gonna give to like cereal or something. If you I give cereal a five, give this a four. If you give if you give us a five, you should probably give cereal two reviews and review them both five, so therefore it's a ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I think we're almost as good as cereal. I'd say we're right below cereal. Mm-hmm. Like almost, in, like almost with them, but not quite there. We should have our fans vote on whether this is a better podcast or if Serial is a better podcast. Yeah, take to Twitter, us or Serial. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Um, follow us on Twitter at Purely Nostalgia and also on Instagram, Purely Nostalgia Pod. Put the P-O-D at the end. Put the we P-O-D. Snag it. Um, we couldn't snag the Purely Nostalgia with no pod on Instagram. I am at Elisha P. Smith on Twitter. And I am at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. does stand for Jazz Hands. But you don't have to type in the J.H. does stand for Jazz Hands at the end of his Twitter handle. That's very true. That one was taken, so I had to stand uh, settle for Clint J.H. Page. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a Facebook group. You can join that as well. Yeah, right. Let us know on the Facebook group if you agree with us, uh, if you agree with me, or if you agree with me on this movie was good. Yeah, let us know if you agree with Clint or if you agree with Clint. Mm-hmm, um, and follow me on Letterbox. It's the same username as Twitter. You can see my rankings. You can see what I think about the movies a little bit l- before the episode comes out. If you're into spoilers, I think that's about it. I um, don't even know what Letterbox is. Yeah, I don't even. I'm, I'm not even gonna acknowledge the fact that you don't have one anymore because it just makes me angry. So I'm I'm done doing that thing where I talk about you not having a Letterbox. I'm Thank done. you very much. I don't care anymore. The bit's over. You can't hurt me. You don't you have enough power to hurt me because I don't care about you enough. Sorry, that got really dark. Okay. Until next well. time, we'll see you soon. And Skinath for listening. Now say something funny. Say something... Clint, say something funny and zany and random. Oh. Say like the most random, weirdest thing you can I'm, I'm, I'm the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> oh, man. Keep going. You're on well, a roll. I stabbed a man in his sleep and smothered his wife. Oh, no. Okay, stop. No more of that. I have many demons. In you? Inside Not you? several. several.